Blog Talk Radio. Suck. Remember me to Herald Square Tell all the gang at 42nd Street That I will soon be there Whisper of how I'm yearning To mingle with the old time wrong Give my regards to old Broadway And say that I'll be there alone Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Venerable, and he's getting up there. Maybe the 
early onset of dementia, perhaps. Um, Phil is always entertaining. He'll always give you the, the, you know, he'd be a great guest for this show because he just tells it like it is. He is the great guy of this show. Right. He may be. Before I get into my whole shtick, uh, you were at the game yesterday, as we all know. Rangers went down three to two in overtime at the Staples Center, the Gene Stapleton Center over there. And uh, what did before the overtime goal? I asked you off the air, uh, and I want to thank the loyal, diehard Ranger fans that showed up for this broadcast. Word must have got out in the street that I was hosting. But uh, anyway, uh, give us your your give us the whole experience leading up to the uh, the heartbreak. <clears throat> well, let's see. I woke up at five o'clock yesterday morning. Um, I ran to Walmart. I got some stuff. You you really want the whole experience? How long how long did you do the show? Arrive. I don't need to know what you wore. I don't need to know what deodorant you used. You arrive at the stadium. You drink. Yeah, yeah, fast forward a little bit and just arrive at the stadium. You're you're handing your ticket to the guy. Is there any something? What's the vibe outside the arena before you go in and 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 whatever? Wait a minute. uh, Nolan is calling me. We took the. We took the train in from from Long Beach into into the Staples Center. We we went through beautiful Compton, California, as well as Watts and some of the other lovely sites of Los Angeles. El Segundo. And then we got <laughs> El Segundo, the the whole thing. Uh, we got to the arena. We picked up our tickets, and and the, the arena. You know, if you remember from the 2010 draft show, they had this whole. L.A. Live thing that's outside the, the Gene Stapleton Arena. So we were hanging around there, and it was just a ma- mass amount of people everywhere, Kings fans, Ranger fans, media everywhere. Uh, we First, we had a guy come over and ask if we, if we would be in a shot with other Ranger fans for, I don't know, probably, I think it was Hockey Night Canada, which Keith got on Hockey Night Canada. He was on the pregame show. Then we had some bonehead wanted to interview us for Fios on Long Island. Some fucking idiot. Uh, he's like 16 years old and ginger. They're like, howdy doody. He asked me, he asked me how important is Henrik Lundqvist to the Rangers' success? I, I, really? I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even come up with like. I couldn't come up with anything. I was so stupefied that this was the this was the best thing he could come up with to ask me. Yeah, that was his big question. How important? So I looked at him and I, oh, said, I, mean. I said, "I said he is mildly important." And then he looked back at me and he said, "You're joking, right?" And I said, "Yes, I'm joking." <laughs> right. So he knew the, the answer that. to the question. Right, he didn't. So then uh, we, we were over by the uh, the NBC Sports table, Jeremy Roenick, and then this guy comes over. Hey, we want to get all these Ranger fans together. Jeremy Roenick's going to come around and hang out with you guys for a few minutes, and it'll be on TV. And we're like, all right. So we all get this big group. JR comes down, and he gets with all these Kings fans. And we, and we just got tired of waiting. And, then, and there was some asshole Ranger fan in a, in a St. Louis jersey, so he must have been a fan for like 15 minutes. 
and he's throwing popcorn at Jr. while Jr.'s on camera uh, trying to talk to Kings fans. Now, admittedly, this might have been funny at one point, but it's just embarrassing. Like, you know, here's all these Ranger fans taking an ass out of himself on national TV. So well, we 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 decided to head into the arena. But can I we stop you there? Can I stop you there? You may stop me wherever you wish to. Oh, okay. So you mentioned Roni, and you mentioned this this idiot Ranger fan. Apparently, you're a part of the media now, so you get offended when the media is being uh, accosted by the average fan. You're above. Oh, you're we above deemed, all. Excuse me. We were deemed members of the media by one Linda Cohn. Okay. That's as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, once she said that, you and I became the fourth estate. All right. Very cool. All right. So I accept that. I accept your critique on that. So I'm watching the pregame show, and I saw Jared Ronick interviewing a Ranger fan, and Bailey, who apparently is the King's mascot. Yeah. And I'm yeah. watching this we hard standing, hit. Just to let you know, we were standing about eight feet away from Jeremy Roenick to his left when that was happening, and it, about three feet in front of us was the guy throwing popcorn at JR. Well, apparently this inspired Jeremy Roenick or the producer to come up with this hard-hitting bit between Bailey, the mascot, and the Ranger oh. fan, because Bailey dumped a megaphone of popcorn on the Ranger fan. And apparently this was deemed a great bit on the NHL Network or NBC, whoever, I forgot it was running it. And I'm saying, is this really in-depth what we're going to do? We're going to have the mascot something pop yes. on over Ranger fans? I can't take all the media hubbub. I just want the game to start. It, it, it's game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. We're doing, we're doing slapstick. I know. What do you expect? Massive amounts of media outside the arena. Finally, after this, after this, we watched about half of this interview with Jr. We decide to head into the arena, grab something to eat, go to our seats. And the way that we're in the uh, we're in the corner at the top top level of the arena, uh, up in the corner at the goal, the Rangers shot at in the first period and the third period to the right of the goaltender. And what was great was, it was a great job by Keith McElroy in selecting our seats, is that we were in the top row of the arena. So we, not only did we have a great view, but we didn't have anybody behind us yelling, screaming at us, and we were able to stand up and watch the game. So, fantastic. Oh, so that's great. So you had a, yeah. you know, you, you had a view, you had a, uh, nobody in the back uh, reaching over you, dumping drinks on you, you could... No. Yeah, you had nowhere to hide, though, if you get into it. That's one thing. Usually, you know, the, you want um, an exit strategy only, if you get through. Right. Go ahead. The only thing we had was uh, was this 900-pound Kings fan uh, sitting to our left, uh, King Ralph. Uh, if you've ever seen John Goodman movie, <laughs> King Ralph. Just, I mean, just this massive, massive human being. Uh, you know, and he just—he didn't ever, stop, by the way. and he—he—he he, he knew nothing, nothing about hockey. All he did, and all he did all game long was do, ding, do, do, ding, do. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, 
so and then we had a few we had a few fans in front of us, uh, some Ranger fans and a few few uh, Kings fans with, with uh, less than full mental capacity. Uh, didn't appreciate it when Hendrick made a big save and I started yelling, "That's not Corey Crawford anymore." Oh. <laughs> like that. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, fans, when you tell them, they don't really like it when you tell them that they, their fan base has been established for almost three years and running. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, oh, so you were, Yeah, I started so quizzing this one Kings fan. I said, who's your all-time leading scorer? Uh, Gretzky? Okay, nice oh go-to answer. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. You get nothing. Wow. You get nothing. So, you like it. And then, like I said, I only had one real problem with the Kings fan, and that's because he violated rule number one. Rule number one. You don't what ever. Number one. Thing? You don't ever scream in my ear. Ever. Who you are. You don't scream in my ear. <clears throat> and this guy, after the game, we're walking out. You know, I was very gracious in the hall, shook hands with. Everyone that sat around us, I said, good game. I said, congratulations. I said, best of luck to you. I said, I, you know, I said, I know how long your fan base has suffered. You know, it's been years. You know, you people have, have toiled, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years with this team. And congratulations. And, and, I, and I did fond farewell. And then I get outside. And there's this fucking moron just running <laughs> around. Ranger set. Ranger set. Rangers suck, and he gets right in my fucking ear and yells, Rangers suck. And I said, you yell, Rangers suck in my ear one more time, and I'm going to fucking embarrass you in front of your whole fucking fan base. Now I got Justin Oldman back. I got Keith Oldman back. They outnumber us 18,000 to three. I said, I don't give a fuck. He violated rule number one. Say what you want to me. Say what you want about my team. I don't give a shit. Just don't yell in my ear. When I went to game... Uh, game one, two, three of the 1994 uh, uh, quarterfinals against the Capitals, or the quarterfinals, semifinals, excuse me, against the Caps, drove down at Landover. And these two fucking Cap fan idiots were sitting behind me. And by the way, assholes, you two that were yelling, give us 50 years, we'll get a cup, you're almost there. And don't think I'm not coming back to find you when you don't get your cup. And this guy... Finally, in the third period, they would beat the Rangers. Richter got pulled, and this guy starts screaming in my ear, and I stood up, and I threw him. And now I got, I got my ex-wife all upset. My brother's like, oh, we got to get out of here. We get arrested. Yeah, that's rule number one. Other than that, say what you want. I don't care. Insult my wife. Insult my kid. Insult my mother. Just don't do I don't it know my that ear. about you. I mean, I don't I've like my personal space violated. I've blown in your ear, but I've never yelled in your ear. Well, that, and that's all right. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> we're both members of the media now. We do that. Right. <laughs> In the press box. Why? In the press box. We've seen Canute. <laughs> Stapleton since. Well, All right. Well, now we got, we, we, got, we got the gym experience. I think we got this down. Let's, let's talk about the game. And, right. uh, let, let, me, let me share my thoughts first, okay. if, if I may. If I may. You know? uh, I saw well, a lot of... Uh, the aftermath on the interwebs was complete hysteria by a lot of Ranger fans. Um, if I had my druthers, anybody who was panicking after game one, I would delete from our group. 
Uh, I think if you break down the game, in a game where the Rangers were given no chance by anyone to compete with the Los Angeles Kings, the Rangers came out to play, and they came out to win that game. Unfortunately, it did not happen. There are reasons why that happened. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater in a Stanley Cup game after one game, you should be embarrassed to be a Ranger fan. You should be thrown out of our cozy little group and our cozy massive group of Ranger fans. This is the Stanley Cup. This is the two best teams in hockey going at it. All right? It has been deemed so by the playoff system. This is the Eastern Conference cha- uh, champions and the Western Conference champions going at it. Losing 3-2 to two in overtime. In overtime is not embarrassing. It's not a travesty of life. It is not, oh, my God, they suck. It is a reality. These things happen. There were reasons that it happened. I think they're legitimate from what I've been reading in the chat room. Uh, But it's only one game. What happened to I'm just glad to be here? Uh, What happened to I just want them to play respectfully and and, and come to play? Now, what do you feel emotionally before we get into the breakdown of the game? Uh. Same way I did, same way I did going into the game. I, you know, of course you you you, you go into the game and you know, they don't win and you're discouraged. But I said it after the first period. I said it after the second period. I said it after the third period. Going in overtime. I said it when overtime was done. And then I heard them say it on NHL on XM. I saw nothing last night that tells me that the Rangers cannot compete with the Almighty King. They played with them. They skated with them. And if you didn't, if you watched 10 minutes of Kings playoff hockey, you had to know that that game was not over when the Rangers took a 2 nothing lead. You had to know they were coming back. They came, this, Rangers is a team that got off, this is a team that got off the mat down three games to none. Did, did people really think they were going to fold at 2 nothing five minutes into the game? Well, well that's the thing is, and, and all, all – also, the Rangers have blown a lot of 2 nothing leads in these playoffs. They've done it all season. They haven't been able to, seal the, to really get that extra goal that they need. Now, what did you expect? The Western Conference champions and a team that's got Stanley Cup pedigree not to come off the mat? It was the Rangers who let them back? Yeah, the Rangers got terribly outplayed in the third period with shots on goal. Did I think they were dominating? No, but they couldn't get any offensive going, offense going. I'll grant you that. But the Rangers came out in the first period and said, listen, this is how we play. This is how it's going to be. Unfortunately for the Rangers in that first period, with all those giveaways by the Kings, they should have gotten some goals out of that, and they didn't. And that was something that came back to haunt them. I don't think right. Quick looks all that good. I mean, uh, Henrik certainly outplayed him, I thought. Uh, there's, there's things you can go over throughout the whole game, but the Rangers came out real strong, and you didn't get to hear the broadcast, but the Rangers bench was actually taunting the Los Angeles bench, saying this is how we play in the Eastern Conference. This is what you're getting a dose of, which I couldn't believe if the Rangers were actually, like, you know, 
actually showing some cool yawns uh, and, 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 and giving it to the Kings uh, just on the ice. And the way the Rangers hit last night, Anton Strawman had two big hits. Uh, yes, the, Rangers, the Rangers played very well, but the bugaboos are still there. Uh, with certain players and uh, and their and their as a team, the power play has to score. You keep, every, every I know you have they only had I think three power play opportunities, maybe four, but they really needed to capitalize when they have. They had some good looks. They looked okay, but they got to get it done on not just on shorthanded situations, which they've been brilliant at. But the, but the power play has to click in those opportunities. Another thing is your big players got to play big. You saw what Drew Doughty did. I mean, he basically, although he was at fault, I think, on the first, the first or second goal, I forget. He, he, he kind of dropped the ball. He actually basically willed that goal in by himself that he scored. This yeah. has to happen with certain Ranger players, one being Rick Nash, who to me right now, I always say no goats. I, I just say he's a dog right now. I am really upset about this guy that only has two goals in about 20 games of the playoffs. It's, it's inexcusable at this time. He needs to be a dominant player. I'm going to go off right now on the other players. Derek Stepan, I don't know what's going on with this guy. He passes when he should shoot, and he shoots when he should pass. I don't know where... I, I, I don't know if it's the, the if he's always been like this. It's not the jaw injury. Now, obviously, everybody's going to scapegoat Girard. Okay, Stepan made a bad pass that led to the whole Girardi, uh, you know, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling act he was doing over there. But the thing, which, but to get on to the interwebs and on the internet as a Ranger fan and call him retardy and all this petulant baby childish shit. Do you think? We've all played organized sports. I think everybody who listens to this show has played organized sports where we were part of a team. If some guy fucked up and he came in the locker room, he came back to the bench, we didn't go, you fucking retard, what'd you do? We were like, don't worry, bro, we'll get it back for you. And anybody that gets on Girardi, now listen, he sucked it up. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been critical of Dan Girardi, but I'm not... This is game one. He could wind up becoming the hero in game seven. You don't know. You don't you got to treat, the way I as a fan, I try to treat the guys like they are part of my team. They are my team. So in a big situation, I'm not getting on. I think that's being a bad fan when you actually just start, like, piling on and piling on because the guy made one mistake. And uh, that cost him the game. It cost him the game. So you lost. What are you going to do? I mean, this is the reality of sports. I don't understand why everybody uh, became, like, entitled to win. And if you win, you've got to point the blame on somebody. The blame went all around, and I'll just sum it up. What I thought the Rangers came out very well in the, in the overtime. I really thought they were going to win it in the overtime. They killed that penalty. They had much more they had better jump than they had in the third period, which arguably was not, not all that great. So where do you sit on all this? Um, yeah, well, I knew I, I told I told Justin before overtime. I said this overtime is going to end quick. That I don't know who's scoring. I said, but it's going to end quick. I just had a feeling that uh, I thought the 
the Rangers were either just going to be demoralized after the bad third period that that was going to carry over into overtime and the Kings were going to attack and get a quick goal, or I thought the Rangers were going to have kind of a resurgence and maybe they were going to get that. I just I had a feeling we weren't in for a long night, and I was right, unfortunately, in, in, in that respect. But, um, you know, I thought, I thought they play, again, I thought they played they played pretty well. A couple of mistakes here and there. The Kings capitalized on them. And, you know, the Kings turned the puck over 18 times. Three, I, think, I think we counted three times in front of their own goal in the first period. I think Kreider missed the first one. Nash probably missed the third and probably missed the other 16 turnovers that they had. I mean, I don't know what's what, going what? on with this guy, but. I mean, did you did you feel the same way I felt about Nash? I mean, I, I really I don't, know what, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy. So as Tito says, it's just he's he's gun shy. He's got no confidence. He's scared. I think so as Tito actually used that word. I don't think he's scared. He takes the puck to the net, but nothing happens. It doesn't get through. It doesn't get to the goalie. This guy's a dominant player. Come on now. You can't tell me that check. That first line was very disappointing last night. You cannot have your first line play that badly. You cannot. Again, I thought the Rangers' fourth line played well. I thought the Zuccarello line played well. The Richards line here and there. But uh, you can't have your first line. Kreider played okay. He played okay. You know, but Stepan... He's driving me nuts. I mean, he's just driving me bananas. This guy can't make the run. He's two feet from the net. He's making a diagonal pass to St. Louis. Go to the net, you moron. You're right there. Uh, that's, now, I can call I, him a moron. I love that. Now, I have a okay. question because we, you know, because we, didn't, we were at the game, so we didn't see the broadcast. I was just wondering, did we ever find out why uh, Marty St. Louis was scratched from the game last night? Well, he, he had a couple shots. He had that one shot that he tried to... A couple of shots, one tequila, one, one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. He's had a couple of shots. Uh, come on, you're going to write him off after game one? No, but I'm not going to blow unicorns out of his ass either. He, he, was, he was invisible last night. So what are you going to say? Well, well Andre Kapital, where's he? Is he your is he dog too? I, you didn't do anything. I, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that I'm going to side with my coach and say my A players didn't bring their A games tonight. Well, that's and correct. He's, He's right. He's an no. A player. No, I agree. That's it. I, that's I, I, play, I play a Nash more than anybody. This is Mr. Colombo who comes up from Columbus, and, uh, you know, we get him, and, oh, he's playing on a bad team, and he's a done. He ain't dominating nothing. He ain't dominating nothing. I thought both fourth lines from TPT played well. I like the fact that the message was sent. The fourth line started the game against their first line, and right off the bat, the, bat, the Rangers got the four check going. Now, I'm getting this in from the Blue Shirt Underground sports desk from Joey right, Nancy. Page. Bob Page, Bullet Bob Page, page one in his show. Remind me to tell you a Bob Page story when you're done with this, by the way. Oh, boy, he, he was... He was he was mean spirited, but he was funny. Um, 
uh, I, from the, the sports desk, apparently, wait, who has a plate in his jaw? Stepan? I don't care what he's got. I don't care if he's got a, uh, uh, I don't know what in his jaw, bubble gum. I don't care. The guy has been like this since he started, jaw or no jaw, broke a jaw. He makes bad decisions. He's not a number one center. He's not a number two center. Linda Cohen said he's a number three center. She said we were part of the media. She's right. <laughs> now, goddamn right she's right. Now, what's the breaking news? The breaking news is Nash only played 15 minutes last night? That is correct. Yes. That ain't a lot. When I was doing, when we were uh, going over the stats with the research team here at Blue Shirt Underground Radio, we discovered that uh, it was Nash and Pouillot and uh, Broussard, I think. Either Broussard or Zuccarello. Uh, I don't have it in my notes here. Only 15 minutes, about 15 minutes of ice time apiece. Now, there was another thing that you, they started double shifting McDonough. I don't know if that was intentionally done, and they they gave Diaz the uh, road the pine after about just three or four turns there on defense. I wonder if that was done on purpose, or, or do you think it was just something going on with Diaz? Because he's usually not like that. What, Rafi Diaz? Yeah, uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I should have seen. I didn't even cue my own self, and I knew it was coming up. That's bad. Are you referring to uh, Rafi Diaz? What guy? Hold on, I'm almost there. Uh, <laughs> Rafi Diaz. Raphael Diaz. And I played a terrible game. Oh, I don't think Raphael Diaz played a terrible game, please. <laughs> I mean, the kids are. Oh, we got Diaz in it. Benutos. Diaz Benutos. I thought him. <laughs> Listen, that fourth line, that fourth line of Los Angeles, that Tyler Toffoli's no joke. He had like eight opportunities in that game. And I really thought Sutter was making a mistake switching up those lines. They were heralding him how, oh, and they caught that, that stupid, oh, God, I'm going to go nuts here. This, this dope, this Crawford guy, what's his name? The guy who scored for them? The first Justin goal? Williams? No, 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 not oh, the, him. The first goal? His first the goal, first like, first in 81 goal. games? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Clifford, Kyle Clifford. Clifford, the big red dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets a goal and an assist in game one. Give it a break. 67 games, the, uh, the sports desk tells me. Well, of course, New York Rangers' first goal in 67 games. Right. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I got a sister say I go and assist for this bum. Ugh. Turned out to be very cathartic for me. Now it's the show. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> did not think Rafael Diaz had a good game last night. Uh, fourth... Did not think Phoebe played well last night. Uh, rough night for the rough night for the two Stall did not play well last. No, and I want to tell you about the fourth uh, line. The reason that that, that fourth uh, deep pairing did not play well 
the third pairing, uh, pairing, that fourth line is very good. And Klein and Diaz got schooled a lot. Yeah. Uh, Klein on one play looked like a fucking, like it was his first night of hockey. And you're right. <laughs> Mark Stahl, let me tell you. Hey, Mark, why the long face? You need to be more physical in front of that net, okay? You are tall. You are big. Start pushing people out of there, okay? And on one goal, you were caught totally out of the picture, and it was only Strowman and uh, uh, Dominic Moore there. I don't know where you were. So, yes, I agree. These are the problems I told you. I, Stahl has to, cannot take periods off. He cannot. Girardi, again, I'm not I'm just venting here, but your inability to use your muscles to clear the puck and to actually get it out of the zone, you need to be better at. Okay? Right. Please. Yeah. For, for my sanity, be able to clear the zone. Okay. Uh, I'm done I for now. I have two questions. Oh, I love questions. I have two know. questions. The first question was, did they say anything on the broadcast about the ice? The condition of the ice. No. Okay. They only mentioned the boards being very slow uh, behind the net, that they don't get a big bounce, which I was like, that's good, because half the goals that come up against the Rangers are off the boards and then out in front of Henrik and some joker like Kyle Clifford is in front of the net and scores. Why? So the, the ice boards are bad. slow and Kings fans are slow. The ice right. looked bad from our vantage point. Puck didn't seem to want to settle down. Very jumpy, especially late in the third period and in the overtime. So I wasn't sure if it was something they mentioned. It was, it was very warm, naturally, in, in a beautiful, picturesque downtown Los Angeles yesterday. Uh, so, you know, of course, the ice is affected. Uh, I was just wondering if it was something they brought up on Well, on yeah. Broadcast. Now, I noticed that, too, is the ice looked bad. Um, I don't know. It's Los Angeles. It's June 4th. I mean... Right. I mean, what can you really expect at this point? Like, you know, it's not like it's Edmonton, you know, or Calgary. Uh, Staples said, I'm sure it's got other things going on there. And let's face it, the garden ice isn't going to be all that great when, the, you know, they come back. Because for some reason during the transformation, they never fix the ice. Uh, go figure. You could get like... Well, I, um, I think the ice has been better this year. It's been better because it's so bad, Jim, for what... You can get a Brazilian taco, but you can't get good ice now at the stupid garden. I don't know what a Brazilian taco. I don't know what that is. Well, you can buy all these crazy foods there, these exotic foods. You can buy a hollow bar there now. You can't, you can't, you can't get good ice. Oh. I have my second question. Yes. My second question. Did you happen to notice, and this is, this is not to pick out one player, as you say, who had a bad game or made a mistake. But did you happen to notice a certain defenseman that wears a certain number five and an A getting muscled off the puck by a former winger of the New York Rangers? Uh, no, I didn't. I missed that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Chaffrey completely took Girardi to school, muscled him off the puck, and if I'm not mistaken, oh, left, yeah, Girardi on his, left Girardi on his tuchus. Well, you know what? Gabbard's a strong boy, though. I mean, he's strong on his skates. I always said that, but uh, I hey, think some what of, happened? 
Hey, what happened? I heard Justin <laughs> has been freaking frying uh, Girardi all over the interwebs today, oh. calling him a v- vagina and uh, whatever. Just, Justin was on the he was on CNN today to talk about it. He was all over everywhere. I mean, he really was upset with Girardi. I mean, I mean, I know you got a place to blame, but the you know. That was obviously the guy uh, to hang it on for the the ultimate result, but there were a lot of things. According to one thing I was thinking, and it's funny because the idiot broadcasting team actually mentioned it, and it actually made sense, and I couldn't believe it, that it was something that was astute, was that perhaps the Rangers were very involved in trying to play an L.A. type of uh, a game where they were hitting and they were aggressive, and perhaps that led to the third period kind of letdown, that it kind of ran out of gas. That's the first time I've seen the Rangers look like they've ran out of gas the whole period, uh, the whole playoffs, was that third period. What well, do you think about that? Well, uh, Ron, because they'd had the six-day layoff, they kind of might have fell out of game shape a little bit, which was why come the end of the third period, they, they kind of lost their legs, whereas the Kings kind of found theirs. So I don't know. Well, I don't know if there's any merit to that or not, but because the Rangers laid some big time licks on them, I mean, strong. Yeah, I, I can make a check like that. I mean, since he's been a Ranger, McDonough no, was McDonough. McDonough. McDonough usually is. I mean, he really. There was one play there when McGuire was like, "It looks like a Norris Trophy winner for me. A Norris Trophy winner for me to me." I mean, it did look good. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I felt like we were – I was very nervous. We were going to get drilled into the ice, and we hung with them. I didn't see anything scary about the Kings. Did you? I mean, no. I mean, the, I think the Rangers got to account for the defenseman a little bit more. But other than that, I didn't see anything that overwhelming. I think – and I think – uh, you break the only me thing up. I'm going to uh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, now I can. Yeah. Okay. I I do think that the Rangers can uh, – the Kings are going to have trouble with the Rangers' speed. I think we saw that at, at times in yesterday's game. But, but the Rangers have been the same, same thing over and over and over. Broken record. They've got to finish. They've got to take advantage of opportunities. And what's happening is the Kings' power play does not look good so far. It's one game, okay? But what they're getting is they're starting to get like all the other teams are. They're afraid that they're going to bumble the puck at the point and the Rangers are going to have a shorthanded chance because Haglin had an awesome game last night. There is nothing. I don't want to hear he has no finish. This guy throughout the playoffs has been great. He's been clutch. He's been exciting. He's giving it his all. Uh, not everybody who is going to be good is going to be a 40-goal scorer. This guy, above and beyond, he's got amnesty for the, at least a couple of years from me because I really see – I mean, he's a dynamic player, this kid. And, you know, Benoit Pouillot, who went to me went invisible in the last series – he comes up with that first goal. You guys must have been so elated when he scored. Yeah, oh, you have no idea. And then, you know, when, when Hagelin got the shorthanded goal, 
you could have heard a pin drop in that place. I mean, and the Ranger fans were going crazy. We were singing the goal song. We were chanting, let's go Rangers. I mean, it, the Kings fans were stunned in stunned disbelief. There were four minutes left in the first period. And all I said to the, all I said to the guys was, they just got to get out of the first period without letting That's the what Kings I said. score. And in the second period, they could settle in. And boom, yep. the Kings scored. And I, and I thought, it's going to be a totally different game now. Yep, I, thought I said the same thing. The second, if they could have got to the second period, 2-0, it's a different game. Because they could have settled, kind of settled in in right. the second period with the lead, established their game, but they couldn't do it. They let the game yeah. score, and it was a completely different game. And again, that is going to happen. It's not so much the Rangers' fault. You have to stand there playing a team that's in the Stanley Cup for a reason. I mean, right. and, but you're right. If the Rangers were able to go into that second period, they could have played similar to how they played against Montreal in, the, in Game 7 in that third period, that Game 7, rather the Game 6, in that third period where they kind of could stifle them for a while and maybe get a goal or just show them that, you know, listen, I think the Rangers can win Game 2, and all you have to do is split as far as I'm concerned. I think the Rangers will play better at home for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because... Uh, and, and let me, uh, why I'm talking about home, you know, for years and years as a Ranger fan, you hear the same crapola hurled at you by these, uh, these Cretan fans of the New Jersey Devils, Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders, uh, that Ranger fans are only, the reason they always sell out is uh, their stadium, MSG, or their arena, MSG, is because of the suits that buy all the seats. Well, I would like to tell those idiots that uh, almost 5,000 people showed up at Bryant Park to watch a Ranger game outside on a big screen because they are dedicated Ranger fans, a road game, no less. 5,000 people show up to commiserate, to root for their team. You can't get 5,000 people at the freaking mausoleum now to watch a real hockey game live. Let's have to pick up some for free so you can shove it up your ass out of the fans and double fans and flyer fans. Because the New York Ranger fan is the number one fan. And always will be. Generations. Did the, did, the, uh, did the Rangers charge an admission for that party last night? No. Now, apparently, I'm hearing now it's 10,000 people. 10 to 11,000 people from the Blue Underground uh, sports desk. Now, tell me. As a matter of fact, 6,000 more people just came, as I just said, 4,000. <laughs> They've just arrived. That's, Howie and Joey and Coaster are saying 10, 11,000. Joe D's telling me this. God damn it, we're growing. <laughs> That's almost as many people at our last viewing party. That's right. So don't give me that guff. Ranger fans are the best and most dedicated ever. Except for these dweebs on the internet, which exposed all the idiots in the world. Thank God for the internet. Now, Now let me get back to regain my my composure here. Rafael Diaz is out uh, for game two. Not out as an injury, but he'll be replaced with John Moore coming off his ridiculous suspension. John Moore, you think that's a big upgrade? Some people are calling it the X factor in this chat room. Where do you uh, weigh in on with John Moore coming into the lineup? Uh, I wouldn't get too crazy on John Moore. I wouldn't label him an X factor. I would say he is an upgrade. 
especially after the way Rafael Diaz played last night. I did not think Diaz played a, a good game in his limited uh, uh, Diaz minutos. Um, so it'll be good to get John Moore back. But the bottom line, you know, the bottom line, it all comes back to the A players and their A game. And now, I, yeah, I agree. I think John Moore's an upgrade, certainly. I don't know where yeah. Cutter is coming up with this that I hate John Moore. I like John Moore. I like him a lot. I don't know, understand what he's talking Just because I like Raffy in once in a while to help the power play? And please, for God's sakes, A.B., get Dan Girardi off that goddamn power play. Doesn't deserve it. Oh. You realize we've been saying that since Emil Francis? Emil Francis, please, for God's sake, take Dan Girardi off the power play. He can't get it through. He can't get it to the net. And yes, and I agree, get Richards off the point. I'm sick and tired of seeing him go behind our own zone, killing 30 seconds off of each power play. Slow. You know, it doesn't, again, same old story on the power play. They're getting creamed on faceoffs, it seems like. They, they, They actually, I think they won... Uh, I think it was 29-28 Kings in face-offs yeah. last night. But they were losing all the power, it seemed like, all the face-offs on the power play. I didn't, I didn't look at the numbers breakdown. but Yeah, but, I know that, again, too. Same old shit. Well, that was the power play face-off, clear. Go chase the buck, 20 seconds, stop. Yes, and, and that's their problem. And, and, and they, uh, they, what you call, I thought they, they – I don't know. I, I, I just think to I just glad that the Rangers hung with them. They played well. Did they play enough well enough to win? Yeah, I think they did. They could have easily won in overtime. But just because the Rangers got outshot, what, four hundred to one in the third period or four hundred to three, whatever it was, I'm not gonna get crazy. I think it was maybe maybe three hundred. I may be over exaggerating. But uh and now, I, I, I was just skimming through some articles. Did A.V. Uh, comment uh, that he wanted the Rangers to be more, uh, more offensive, take more chances? Was that what, his, what he was kind of procuring today in some of the articles I was reading? I just skimmed by it. I, he... you no, know, I didn't get a chance to read a whole lot of articles today. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, three or five, whatever it was, three or four shots, on goal in the third period. That's not going to happen. Well, he was, he was actually yeah, on the bench. Yes, I was going to say, that they did say, allude to the broadcast, that he was saying that on the bench, that, guys, you got to push, you got to push towards the net. we got to speed things up. And uh, I'm, I didn't see the, the presser for them, but they said that A.V. was pissed for him. He was very emotional, very chatty in that Stanley Cup game. Yes, yes. So, and, and listen, if there's a time to be chatty, the time, this is it. This is the Stanley Cup. I mean, you know, you, this is, you know, everybody's got to bring their A game here. I just still think the Rangers pass too much for their own good. I mean, it's still a bugaboo for the Rangers. But, you know, here, we're in the Stanley Cup. It's game one. Game one's said and done. Let's get the job done tomorrow night. And the, I mean, uh, Saturday, and the Rangers will be back in business. 
And I also want to extend my congratulations to CCCP, Anatoly, who's been a fan of this show for many years and a friend of mine for many years, and Jim's as well, who got married. He tied wow. the knot. Yeah. Congratulations. Very lovely woman he married. And I hope they have a... a oh. No, he's not. He's on his honeymoon oh. in Israel. Oh. But uh, I just wanted to say... I have internet that... in Israel? I don't know what they have over there. Rocket launchers. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. I got enough problems between the Rangers and Kings. I got to solve the Israeli Lebanese problem. I have I have two quick stories for you. Uh, one is I don't know if you saw this. Actually, I, I'm not sure if you saw this or not. Apparently, uh, when you talked about marriage, reminded me. Uh, apparently, Brian Boyle is getting married. And yeah, I saw that. Marriage, applied for his marriage license during the Flyers series. And the marriage license had a 15-day expiration date, and he never expected them to, to go to, to be in the playoffs this long. So the marriage license expired, so he had to go down and get a special exemption or extension granted on his uh, on his marriage license. So Which congratulations hear- to Brian Boyle on his pending nuptials. Well, I only congratulate him if uh, they actually win the thing. If he wins the Connie, the Connie Selica trophy for the playoffs? No. I mean, come on. I, I don't know. I mean, you really don't have too much faith in yourself if you're applying for your mag- marriage license. What does that say to your teammates? He's not much of a seeker. So- we know this. I'm look- I was looking for that as you were saying it. What is it under? I got Boyle, but I don't know. Up to top. 24-7, Boyle Thinker, I think it's labeled. Oh, okay, yeah, here it is. You seem to be more of a thinker than I am. There it is. Hello, Brian. You seem to be more of a thinker than I am. Oh, thank you, Paul. Yeah. Uh, this is the other thing I want to tell you. I think we were talking last, we were talking the other night about uh, when I was watching the MSG broadcast that was on over the weekend of Game 7 of the 1994 Finals. And in between periods, I was telling you, they interviewed Ron Duguay and Bill Shadwick. And right. when the, and you reminded me of this when, when you said MSG Sports said, when, when the interview was over, Al Troutwig says, all right, we'll be back after these, after these commercials and we'll go to Bob Page at the MSG Sports Test. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, what was the point of going to the sports desk on that night? What could possibly have been going on that anyone yeah. cared about? Do you want a bet score? Do you want to tell me how Pete Harnish did that night? Well, I don't know. Maybe the Cosmos will play. <laughs> Indoor soccer might have been going on at that time. Who knows? We didn't even have a. We didn't even know about OJ. That, we didn't even know about OJ yet, did we? At that point, so that wasn't even a story. No, that was after. That was after. Yeah, it, it happened that night, right, or something. Right. Yeah, I see OJ. So, yeah. <laughs> and that car is parked. I see OJ. So, yeah, anyway. uh, Bob Page was like, he made a couple. Of, he's like, and the Islanders lost four-one as. 2,000 were rattling around the Coliseum tonight. Like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, 
Eric Heilman with his gopher ball. (laughs) I just love it. He probably got fired because he had an opinion, which happens to everybody. (laughs) How dare you have an opinion of your own. So game one is said and done, Jimmy. Uh, What do you want to say? Uh, uh, Nothing nothing else I was going to say. Do we have any calls? Are we uh, are we wrapping no, up? No, we'll, we'll call free. Uh, I don't know if this is Justin six two three three one three. That's Justin again. Yeah, they're just listening. Uh, yeah, we have no calls. I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, as right. the uh, as the great group. Uh, what was that group that saying? Wrap it up. I'll take it. Stevie Ray Vaughan, brother Smith. Fabulous Thunderbirds. Yeah. Look, Clutter is actually saying no. Do not end the show. More recent two minutes ago. Cutter. Oh, fabulous son of a... Oh, we got a call. 561. Who's that? That Jimmy? would be Joe Catroni. All right, let's put Joe Catroni. He, he goes on and on and drones on and on. He can kill seven minutes. There you go, Joe. You're on the air. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Seven. Come on. I can kill more than seven. He <laughs> gibberish. He can kill a whole hour show if he wanted to. He's killing it now. Right. I've been accused of it. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't even go online today because I just couldn't deal with reading the, the just the stupidity of the of the amateurs. I, I just I am with Eddie. I can't deal with it. It's just ridiculousness. I, I Yeah. Well, let's face it. There are there are there are a faction of this fan base that are fucking ninja boots. Yes, we've known them. They are ninja boots. Well, you know, I had a couple of takes on the game last night. First of all, I thought we came out pretty much as as good as we could for a game one on the road. Okay, that's one thing. We got a great play by Puglia, a great snipe by Puglia. The haggling goal, he created that luck, okay? I thought the turning point in the game, really, to be honest with you, was the Derek Stepan brain fart. Because we were scrambling on our zone a little bit. Finally, he finally picks up the puck. All he had to do with two and a half to go in the first period and up to nothing to go up the board. He was on that side. And he just he just gave it right away. And that I thought if we like like Eddie like Jim said earlier, if they went into the locker room, Jim, 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 hold on, hold on, Jim. There's some kind of background noise going on. It sounds like uh, there's a melee of people, aliens fighting in the background. Now, whose phone is that? Uh, sorry, that we're, we're we're at a we're, no, we're we're at a concert, we're at a rave. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, the car stereo off a little too loud. The guys are trying to listen to the show. Oh, okay. You know what it was? The, uh, when we were, we were driving and we were on the highway, I think the noise, uh, the highway noise was kind of chilling out the stereo so you couldn't hear it. But we we had gotten off the highway, we were stopped at a light, so everything was quiet. So oh. I think that's why all of a sudden you could hear the noise. Jonathan from Australia said, Aquaman is calling in. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Continue the great Josie. That's okay. Uh, so I thought going into the first period, uh, going into the first intermission, if we were up to nothing, I think the outcome would have been a little bit better. I thought we played a little sloppy. 
Uh, I thought Kevin Klein might have played the worst game he's played as a Ranger. I think uh, Diaz kind of throws him off. I think he's become very comfortable playing with more on their sides. And uh, I agree. I think Stahl played a very mediocre game. I thought Girardi played a mediocre game. Forget about the ending. Um, I think collectively, okay, he, he kind of goofed it. But you know what? McDonough had started leaving the zone. Um, the forwards weren't back where they needed to be. And it was just, you know. He, he picked the spot, and Hank was frozen, and um, and that was it. But, you know, they had a lot of chances. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that, uh, you know, with the negative, you get a lot of positive. I mean, we, we went into a game and played a really good first road cup game. I mean, and if you're going to lose, I, I'd rather lose a tough game like that where it stews, where they get pissed off at themselves for playing shitty in certain situations, not capitalizing on certain situations, and uh, I thought if 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 you're going to lose, you're going to take something out of this. And I expect them to play well in game two. I don't expect them to get blown out at all. And I expect them to play well, and I expect them to win. I think uh, you know, and I'm I you know you guys know. I, I mean, I've been a Nash supporter, but I got to be honest with you. I, I've reached my limit with him. Um, I think he uh, what Espo said today, Jim, was uh, he's playing very. Uh, apprehensive and uh he's not making decisions quick enough and uh and you could see that i mean it's almost like he's playing with a grenade on the bottom uh, at the end of his stick and uh he's whiffing on shots he's not decisive his best move is out of the off the sideboards and in front of the net right. and that's when the boards be able to be the most comfortable since he's come to new york other than that I mean, he took himself out of a three-on-one yet last night. It was terrible. That was he horrible. The, oh, my horrible. God. He should, have bat, he should have hung back, let the two forwards take the D-men deep, and he would have been able to just look up, pick a spot. Instead, he didn't even get a shot off. So I, I think, you know, yes, we lost. You know, it would have been great if we had pulled one out. But you know what? The game is a, uh, the game, is a game of inches. And like I said in the chat room, if – if Haglin scores with 45 seconds to go, today's story is how Lundquist played phenomenal, the Rangers kind of stole one, and Drew Doughty's the GOAT. Right. Uh, you know, uh, how he coughed it up and trying to be too cute along the blue line on the power play and pull the up, pick his pocket. That's what right, we've been right. talking about today. And we'd be talking about how the Rangers have a golden opportunity to go up 2 nothing on the road for the second series in a row. That's what they would be talking about. So the game is all of inches. It's all a bunch of bullshit. The media has to fill up hours upon hours of, of coverage. And that's why, you know, it, it's a game of inches. We could have a completely different story. So I'm not worried at all. But, yeah, because know, my big... Well, my big concern was, could they run with them? And the answer to me was yes. I think they the pretty much answered that within the first 15 minutes. And, 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 you know, just mentioning how many guys were not playing, did not play on all cylinders. And Girardi mm-hmm. was, wasn't great. Stahl, I thought, right. was not good at all. They, I mean, how could Anton Stroman? Anton Stroman was much better than Girardi or Stahl last night. Yes, I mean, agreed. And... Uh, again, with Diaz struggle, Klein, you're right. You're right on about that. I still think we should give a lot of credit to that to 
Foley, Richards, and yeah. uh, what uh, Jeff Carter line. They, they sometimes march out there, the '70s yeah. line. But uh, they certainly look like. But I think the Rangers, if they can tighten up some of these lapses and these mindless giveaways that drive me, that three on one, Joe, I was screaming, "You are a dog!" I, I was screaming at Nash because that was such a choke artist. What are we paying you for? Moment for me. Right. Yeah, we we were we were screaming at him pretty good too. Yeah, it's uh, he's in the last several months he's he's fallen a lot. He's fumbling the puck. He's not getting solid shots. I mean, this guy is a this guy at one point was a pure sniper. But listen, Rangers fans, listen, we're down one. And like I said, if a haggling goal goes in, all they're talking about is how, where was Kopitar, where did Gabrick go, how did Dowdy become the GOAT. It's all a bunch of bullshit. And like uh, like a lot of hockey historians always say, you're never in trouble unless, until you lose at home. So if we go in Saturday night and beat them, all of a sudden everyone's going to be saying, oh, boy. This is the best of five. The Rangers have home ice advantage now. They have, right. you know, so it, the story gets changed and written by the, the, the minuscule of bounces. And, you know, that's the, the way hockey is. And, uh, you know, I don't listen and, to the media. Right. It's ridiculous. Well, that's why I tuned into the game at 822. I don't want to hear anything. I mean, I watched that. I caught that little stupid thing with the, the popcorn. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, now the story, the, the, the joke of Ranger fans is, oh, the Rangers were up 2 nothing. They blew the lead. They had a horrible third period. They got outshot. They, they, they blew it. That's not the story. That's not the real story. If you watch the whole game, that was not how it went. I mean, there, there's chapters and then there's little sections of the game that you really got to analyze to break it down. Are you in the drive-thru at Hardee's right now? Because that's what we <laughs> I'm sure. I was going to say, uh, B23 Blue Paint says you're at a Hardy's right now. I love Hardy. Anyway, I, I just threw, figured I'd throw my two cents in. And, uh, you know, I I, 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 I actually, you know, I, yeah, I drank a little wine last night, so I was a little more calm. But, you know, going into game one, I was more concerned about Getty said, just to cure, out of curiosity, see how they play against him. Because all you kept hearing from everybody was how, you know, they were going to, you know, get knocked around and how they couldn't play against the Western Conference. And uh, I thought the Rangers not only came out and held their own, but obviously they took a two-nothing lead. The, play, the Rangers' problem has been throughout this whole playoffs. And I keep saying it. Whenever it's two-nothing, they can't make it three-nothing. They can't get that third goal to really kind of give them jacked up and really try to drive the nail, you know. And uh, but I, I think overall, I think they uh, they played okay. There were some guys that just didn't uh, play very well, and and that will be uh, evident on the video that they review. And uh, and it's up to the coaching staff to get them uh, where they need to be for game two, plain and simple. Well, you have uh, filled up more than your seven minutes, which is actually great because you've uh, you made some very good points, Joe. And I, I think that uh, it's very important that uh, you know that the Ranger fan, you know, like you said, a couple bounces, and we, it's a whole different narrative that that's going on now. And uh, so, 
I was very, uh, I was good. I like the fact that Rangers shut down a lot of their snipers. Uh, I think it's all. I think the Rangers got a good chance in game two. Again, once again, I talking. So. To, I mean, talking to fellow Ranger fans has once again gotten me uh, to back to the uh, a good move. Now, uh, and they've been a good road team. <laughs> right. Now, Cutter wanted to. I, I told Cutter he couldn't call in, uh, basically because. I don't know. I just I didn't think he would have time, but Cutter wanted me to relay some of his, his thoughts, and I will, doing my best Cutter impersonation. Uh, I want to say something here that the Rangers lost in 1994. They lost the game one. Uh, that's what Greg Adams scored. So you know, this time Justin Williams scored. So I think I think we've got to be concerned about that. Oh boy! And then uh, uh, you know I think uh, Canadian fans have been long suffering, and I know what more I know way more King uh, long suffering than you guys would because I'm an Maple Leafs fan. All right, see you guys. All right, so there you go. That was your cut a phone call. You cut made some very good points. Yeah, he did. Now, Connor, he did. He actually made a good point. And then a lot of people were like, oh, don't make the comparisons to 94. But, uh, you know, um, no, that's the deal. I mean, really. I mean, uh, they did they did lose game one in overtime. So there, there is a valid comparison there. And they lost it at home, which then gave Vancouver the edge, you know, in terms of. <laughs> Game two, if everybody remembers, game two was a little bit of a nail-biter, too, until I think we scored an empty netter to seal it. Yeah. In in game one, they also lost the third face-off of the third period in their own zone. (laughs) So uh, that happened in game one in 94, and it happened in game one last night. So obviously that means they're going to come back to win the series. And uh, Cutter has now said, Fuck you, Eddie. I didn't say anything about the lost opportunity. He has no problem with the voice that I'm mocking him with. It's just what I actually (laughs) read back, which I find amazing. Don't pick on me from Kitchener, Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with with you guys. How could you pick on anyone from Kitchener, Ontario, Geico? Oh, that's just crazy. <laughs> Want to see my cat? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Cutter with everything. everything oh, yeah. oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. I oh, hate no. them almost as I, much as I hate Ottawa. By the way, that was a Maya Angelou poem. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes, I, I, we, we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the passing of one of our great poets, American poets, Maya Angelou. And, uh, and Jim is and, and a fan of the show. So, <laughs> Jim was deciding something for a lesser-known poet before the show. But for Maya, all we have to say is, this is really how we felt when we heard the news, is this. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Maya, that is she, true. Uh, uh, 
she she will definitely be missed. Like I said, she was a big Ranger fan, huge fan of the show, many poems about the show. Um, you know, and, and she'll be missed. And uh, Don Zimmer, also big Don, Don Zimmer. Zimmer, also a fan of the show. Yes, uh, we have no uh, no have no Florida Evan sound clips for him. Unfortunately, unless I just do another no. damn, 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 which is always historical, but not. And we have the, way, the great Margaret Hurley really. was on uh, NHL today, on XM. Oh, Ooh. really? She was, yes, she was talking to Espo. Margaret how, uh, Yes, oh, she was saying yeah, how uh, she was a... Uh, no text to do about that. Yeah. yeah she, goes on, she goes on XM radio, Eddie, using the same material she uses on our show, like we're some fucking warm-up act. Like, we're the Laugh Factory here at, uh, out, out in, uh, what do you call it, uh, Fresno, California, and she warms up her jokes for the Tonight Show. Okay. We don't play ah. drinking fiddle anybody. Well, <laughs> well, she's some paranoid schizophrenic coming into this, uh, you know, what is she, on lithium right now? Uh, I don't know. She's so worried about, <laughs> she was really uptight and nervous. I'm like the Richard Lewis of, maybe she's doing her act now at a bigger, bigger That's venue. That's what she said. She yeah, said, I'm the Richard Lewis of Rangers fans. <laughs> well, listen. Won't be hey, the first whatever. time. You can jump off the, the bridge with the rest of them. Exactly. All right. All right. All right, boys. All right, Joe, take care. Mama. All right. Both of you All have right, to Enjoy bump. Saturday night. Take care, Joe. We'll do. All right, boys. Bye. So the great Joe C., the mess and Gretz. And all of, all of that business. Jim, it's been a great show. Uh, guys, I love you in the chat room. All of you guys for showing up. Uh, you guys rock the world. You're dedicated Ranger fans. You're not like these measly cretins that jump on the bandwagon and they, oh, I'm disappointed. The Rangers didn't win. My day can't be happy. Just shut up. So, anyway, good night. Fond farewell, Jim. It's been a pleasure as always. All right. Good night, Eddie. Talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. Well, there you have it, folks. The end of the show and really the end of Game 1 wrap-up here at Blue Show Underground Radio. Good night, everybody.